It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins defense bounced back with a strong performance against the New England Patriots in week two. What changes were made and how sustainable is it? That here on this episode of Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, my MA. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. It's Tuesday, September 19th, around lunchtime. Just finished grinding the tape, at grinding the tape, fittingly on social media, of the Miami Dolphins' defense against New England. And I have some thoughts that we're going to talk about here today on the show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So this is... Defensive all 22 observations that I had and going through the coach's film. Going to put the disclaimer up in the bottom ticker for everybody uh, due to copyright and broadcast restrictions. I cannot share the actual game film or footage on the stream. But with that said, I have watched it and I try to, from a defensive standpoint, provide less specific play examples like on offense or a little bit more umbrella. Big picture, like a Vic Fangio, middle of the field open, too high safety shell that pitches this big umbrella over top of your entire uh, opposing offense. And uh, New England Patriots finished this game with 288 yards of offense, 88 rushing yards, which I'm not a math guy, but that's like 145 less rushing yards than the Chargers had against Miami. The Dolphins forced two turnovers, an interception, and a fumble, courtesy of Bradley Chubb. Xavier Howard, always nice to see your money show up in the big place. And that happened for the Dolphins. Uh, but Miami, um, a lot of this for me started up front. When, when I think about the changes that were made, you obviously have Jalen Phillips out. Andrew Van Ginkle ends up stepping into that spot. That opens up in your nickel package, David Long, to be the other stack off ball linebacker. And I said it on the immediate aftermath of the, the Victory Monday show. I can't imagine the Dolphins go back. I cannot imagine a world in which the Dolphins go back because Andrew Van Ginkle off the edge was outstanding. But David Long, were the steps and the footwork perfect all the time? No. Were there instances where maybe we were a little too over eager to press up into a gap? 
and then a running back has the opportunity to, to bounce and cut because we declared ourselves. Yeah, sometimes. Where there are some instances where wraparound routes kind of caught up to you and, and, and allowed completions where you kind of faded one way and the receiver trickled the other way and you didn't quite feel it in your peripheral vision. Yeah. But he plays hard. He's downhill in a hurry. He's plugging gaps. He's shooting gaps off the backside. Eli Apple has a missed tackle on Devontae Parker on the perimeter, and he was responsible for the opposite side, the boundary side A-gap. Takes his run read, gets into his hook, balls out quick to Parker. He's all the way across the field, and he probably saves the Dolphins 10, 15 yards in the process. All the way across the field. Patriots running outside. He's shooting through the backside A, working off a contact, helping to wrap up in the pile. He's coming downhill when it's run right at him, forcing Ramondre Stevenson to stop his feet and look left and outside, but Bradley Chubb's got an outside arm free, so now I got to peel back across. It it was, for, for any concern you might have had with the size of David Long in the nickel group and being able to defend the run, Questions alleviated. Thought he was great. And so was Andrew Van Ginkle on the edge. And I thought the entirety of the front, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Raekwon Davis, these guys all delivered in a way in which I thought you were probably a little too passive up front. There was more consistent play on the plus side of the line of scrimmage. There was more penetration. There was more trust in getting into my gap and being able to flatten or fall back if I need to. You saw a lot more compression of the line of scrimmage, a lot more compression of the point of attack. And I'll give big-time flowers to Raekwon Davis because I was pretty tough on him last week as far as pad level, leverage. Corey Lindsley really got into him. There were a couple short yardage runs where Raekwon Davis is like way underneath Cole Strange, like to an impressive degree. And he's still implementing that lock, peak, and shed technique to get off the block and challenge the ball carrier in short yardage situations. I was very impressed with what the front delivered. And that is a great launch point because now you got Denver and they've got sufficient players at the vast majority of their spots. Uh, Then you have the Buffalo Bills who I think you have the opportunity to challenge physically, and then you're into the Giants and Carolina. I'm going to tell you right now, those offensive lines through the first two weeks are charm and soft. That gets you ready for Philadelphia. you got about a month before the next elite offensive line that you're going to face. How can you stack this momentum and gain more confidence? And players like David Long, if you make a misstep, or if you declare yourself improperly into a gap, having the speed and the effort and the energy to correct it. And if you're going to make a mistake, make a mistake at a thousand miles an hour. You saw that against new England and yeah, new England had backup tackles. Michael and Wayne, you got pulled at the end of the third quarter. Christian Wilkins whooped his butt a few times and they put Antone, Antonio Maffi in that spot. Wilkins beats him for a sack. I was really encouraged um, 
upon the further review to really sit down and, and process how the entire front moved organically uh, as one. And I think the light bulb comes on a little bit and you don't have to worry so much about, uh, you see the proof of concept. If you're too passive, then you don't have numbers. Now the dolphins did some things structurally that, um, helped and aided that as well. And we're going to talk about some of that next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. But before we go any further on the show, everyone deserves to have a little peace of mind and be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you the peace of mind that you are not just hoping you will have access to the right medication in an emergency. Jace Medical, make sure you have everything from the medication in hand to online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery, ongoing consultation and care, and more. Do not get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off with promo code Locked On at checkouts at jacemedical.com. That is J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked On. Now, it is also uh, week three is right here, here and now. And that means it's the perfect time for you to get in on the NFL action over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets back. Guaranteed the all-time ROI, 40, 40 times in bonus bets, fully guaranteed, regardless of whether you hit or miss that $5 bet. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is easy to use. Wide betting range of or wide range of betting options at your disposal from spreads, player props, over unders, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the NFL. So we alluded to structurally what was different. Uh, you saw a lot of safeties hanging out low inside of 10 yards. Singular safety. Oh, sometimes it was Deshaun Elliott. Sometimes it was Javon Holland. But kind of the, the running theory that I had as far as why week one was exacerbated as much as it was defensively, aside of the fact that Kellen Moore had with brand new personnel, uh, no tape to work with to get an idea of what they were going to do, and your own intentions of limiting explosive plays in the passing game was the fact that you had multiple wide receivers and a running game and a dynamic quarterback uh, that you were going to lose sleep over trying to defend. And what ends up happening as a result of that is you take the ball out of the best player's hands and dare the rest of the team to beat you. And they almost did 233 rushing yards versus 200 passing yards in week one. Well, we're not a lot of weapons <laughs> that threatened this secondary, whether it was Pop Douglas getting benched after Bradley Chubb chases him down from behind on an excellent effort play, trying to throw a 50-50 ball, back shoulder ball to Devontae Parker and leaving it low and inside when Davian Howard has inside leverage on the play and intercepts him in the red zone, whether it was trying to take a couple of shots down the field on Eli Apple, uh, and Eli Apple successfully defending double moves, including one against Kendrick Bourne. 
down the field, vertical shots down the field in isolation with a high post player or, or a single high safety. Um, so no reinforcements behind you to help against the run game. Or Javon Holland covering Kendrick Bourne on an inside fade on a shot that took took you down inside the five-yard line and Javon Holland ran the route better than Kendrick Bourne and squeezed him out of bounds and Mac Jones left the throw four yards out of bounds. When the safeties can cover the wide receivers, when you can leave Eli Apple on an island, and I understand Eli Apple had a few uh, penalties throughout the course of this game. I understand Eli Apple had a few missed tackles on Devontae Parker that conceded extra yards after catch. Down the field, I thought Eli Apple defended throws well, and I thought he was sufficient. Oh, there, there's no question. I think the Dolphins had bigger plans than Eli Apple. That's why Eli Apple, Eli Apple wasn't on the team at the starting training camp until Jalen Ramsey goes down. As a bridge to the return of Ramsey, to the return of Nick Needham, to uh, the emergence of Cam Smith, I think he's fine. And I think you just need to be mindful of teams that have the speed and the aggressiveness to, to work down the field and protect yourself in that respect. The Patriots were not one of those teams. And structurally, what that meant was the Dolphins had extra hat frequently with safety rotation that would roll down into the box. It was Javon Holland on a number of occasions against trips, tight ends, 12 personnel, He's living down inside 5, 10 yards. He obviously made a couple of really good fits in the run game, including the third and one tackle for loss against Ramondre Stevenson, in which they tried to uh, pull outside and, and run power toss. And the tackle pulls, and Javon shoots right off his rear end and tackles Ramondre Stevenson in the backfield, and he was walked up on the line of scrimmage. The Dolphins didn't get a ton of that. And the other element that made this more impactful for Miami is because you had more congestion in the intermediate area of the field because you didn't live with two high safeties as frequently as you did against the Chargers. What you also saw was a lot more five-man pressures for the Dolphins. There was automatic checks when they went fast motion out of the backfield. The linebacker to the side immediately came through the B-gap to force and facilitate fast throws and fast decisions for Mac Jones. And while Mac Jones largely took advantage of those to get the ball out of his hands, uh, the fruitfulness of those plays was a little bit of a different story. It was the, the, the quick stuff to the perimeter was not particularly good for New England. Very low uh, value reps and targets. But Miami having embraced the fact that this was a pass rush aggressive style defense in the past. We talked this time last week about the Dolphins and how they had only called a handful of blitzes in the entire game. There were bottom six or bottom eight in the NFL as far as called blitzes. Pro football reference currently has the Dolphins having called 27 blitzes through two games. From a percentage standpoint, that is one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight, nine, 10th highest in the NFL. So in one game, you went from bottom quarter of the league in called five-man pressures plus to 10th, 32.5% of the time. You saw something you liked in this matchup against New England, 
And if I have a, if I had a feeling, I would guess you watched what New England did against Philadelphia, in which there was 16 passes thrown behind the line of scrimmage and uh, an additional 12 that were thrown within five yards. And you say, we got 53 attempts and 28 of them came within five yards of the line of scrimmage. Let's do the same thing. And then they'll try to be selective and take shots down the field. I don't know how sustainable that is week to week to week to week to week. But I'd like to think you have the talent to do it if you feel like it's a mismatch for you to attack. Because you do have Xavier Howard. You do have Cater Kohu. You do have a serviceable player in Cam Smith. You do have versatility with Javon Holland. I really appreciated the effort that Deshaun Elliott put forth in this game. You got athletic linebackers that can cover a little bit. Now, I think there's some work to be done with your four-man rushes to find the right balance. There were a couple times late down the stretch against New England. You get inside counters. Quarterback flushes the pocket. Nobody's really prepared for it. You're caught out of position. You're flat-footed with hands on a blocker, and you can't get outside and get leverage back on the play. It's a bummer. The big scramble for for Mac Jones, the 18-yard run that was the longest play that the Dolphins conceded in this game was a four-man pressure that included the twist inside where you had um, Bradley Chubb and Andrew Van Gingle on one side or Christian Wilkins on the field, and you ran a twist with Christian Wilkins, and he uncovers a very early twisting, looping from the offense's right to left. So it's coming through Cole Strange's gap. And Cole Strange is not in a position to get anything on Christian Wilkins, but Andrew Van Giekel's rushing off Mac Jones's right-hand side. And he gets a little bit of a chip. He swims it or he spins inside. And as a result, he gives up outside leverage as Christian Wilkins uncovers for a free run up the A-gap. So as Christian Wilkins flashes in Mac's face, if you'd have had a traditional rush, you would have had an opportunity to contain Mac. He would not have been able to get outside the pocket as freely as he did and then go run for 15 yards, 18 yards. So just little things like that in your four-man pressures, I think that'll come. I think you'll get a better feel of how the other guys are playing each other. I think you'll get a better feel of peripherals, of who's won. And when you need to sell out and make a play versus when uh, the, the setup of the rush has had success and we'll get home. But if you want to guarantee that you, you bring the pressure, I think some of these five-man pressures, especially if it's Jerome Baker and David Long in the second level with as athletic as they are, probably not a bad idea. I don't think Vic will bring pressure at this rate consistently week to week to week, but it was eye-opening to see the change for Miami versus the ideology that they implemented in being committed to not pressure Justin Herbert until the end when it really mattered. And we call it a little lightning in a bottle. So I'll be interested how much of Vic's traditional approach lives on, how much of this kind of merger and hybrid between uh, some, of, some of the aggressiveness of the past defense and the strategy of the new offense does Vic end up intertwining together to create a hybrid that is best suited to the players because that's what good coaches do.
but it was very apparent that you had a lot more seven-man boxes, which we thought we would have. I foresaw that coming. I did not foresee the amount of five-man-plus pressures that the Dolphins dialed up against the Pats. Are we going to talk about the sustainability of the improvements? We're going to look ahead just a little bit uh, with the next couple of offenses and the discussion that that will bring here next on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Super easy to use. The most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's you against the numbers. It's not you against a bunch of sharps and smart money and thousands of other people. It's you versus the house with Prize Picks. You pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. You can pick two to six and win up to 25 times your money with Prize Picks. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Prize Pick the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. Let me ask you a question. Hope you don't mind. You ever have trouble? performing you ever out with your partner and just feel like you can't quite get the job done to get worse around lots of people it's especially bad with guacamole i'm talking about weak chips the kinds that can't handle a hearty scoop of guac zach's mighty tortilla chips understands the pain of trying to dip a weak tortilla chip no one wants to go soft on the guac unlike other chips zach's mighty tortilla chips are literally built to dip they're made the old-fashioned way by cutting actual tortillas and Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are both sturdy and delicious as a result. They're crisp, corny, organic. These chips will take your tailgate, Dolphins' home opener on Sunday against the Broncos, <clears throat> to the next level. Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are now available at Publix in sea salt, lime, and nacho flavors. You can find them in the deli section with the dips. So head on over to Publix, grab a bag of Zach's Mighty, and scoop that guac like the stud that you are. So what is the sustainability of the improvements? You know, obviously this is all matchup specific and you hear players talk about this quite a bit. The National Football League, things are week to week, they're matchup to matchup, they're player to player. Well, we already alluded to in segment one, the offensive lines you're set to face over the next month. You have the Denver Broncos in week three. You have the Buffalo Bills in week four. And then you're home for consecutive games against the New York Giants and the Carolina Panthers. What stands out about all four of those units is I think Miami, especially with their top talent available, presuming Jalen Phillips is back and the emergence of Andrew Van Ginkle as the third pass rusher, uh, probably in favor of Emmanuel Lagba, who I did not think looked particularly well in a second consecutive game. Uh, Puts you in a position to have a talent advantage up front. But there's some dynamics with each one of these teams that I think are really interesting that can kind of get you into some of the nuances of Vic, the coverage man. And case, or I, I should say credit to Vic Fangio and the Miami Dolphins from a passing defense standpoint, uh, just raw yardage perspective, they are 14th 
in the NFL in yards allowed from a net yards per attempt. This is the um, money statistic. It factors in scores, negative plays, sacks, throwaways, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The Dolphins offense is averaging 9.3 net yards per attempt in the NFL. That's number one. 9.3 is a crazy good number for net. Anything above seven is an outstanding number. Miami's at 9.3 through two games. Opposing offenses against the Dolphins' defense, their net yards per attempt is 4.9. That is the eighth best mark in football. So from a volume standpoint, the Dolphins have had 75 attempts against them. Here's probably the best way to put it. The Dolphins' offense has attempted 75 passes on the season. The Dolphins' defense has attempted, has faced 75 attempts this season through two games. Miami offensively has produced 710 yards through those 75 attempts, and opposing offenses have produced 400 yards in 75 attempts against Miami. 4.9 net yards per attempt, eighth best. You have, statistically speaking, and this is after a very impressive performance in week two. You have the same amount of yards per attempt on the ground and through the air against the Dolphins defense through two games, 4.9. Now that number's got to come down in the rush defense, and it will continue to come down if the momentum that was established in week two continues. But through two games, very, very impressive as far as the passing efficiency and achieving what Vic Fangio wants to do. I do think you have a couple matchups coming up with wide receivers, specifically the next two with Jerry Judy and the Denver Broncos and Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo Bills, where I do think there's some math-changing components there where you see some of the targeted coverages. I think Miami was largely comfortable with uh, living with the matchups in week two. I think they were largely committed to taking the ball out of the passing game's hands against them in week one. I think both week three and week four, you have individual player matchups that you may try to facilitate extra leverage against. So it's kind of a hybrid of what happened in week one and what happened in week two. I'm really fascinated to see how they choose to split Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy to have a couple of smaller school guys, smaller body guys that are big time speeder speedsters in Denver. And then obviously Stefan Diggs speaks for himself. How much can you throw extra attention his way? And then can you win the peripheral matchups? It's going to be fun. We got Denver. This is it for the new England Patriots. We are on to Denver. We are on to week three. We're on to the home opener. That is what we're going to be discussing, starting with our next episode of Locked On Dolphins here on the Locked On Network. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It is your team every day. I appreciate all of you for checking out the show. Fins up. Enjoy the rest of your week in Club Dub. We'll be back again tomorrow with more Miami Dolphins talk. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.